like growing up, uh, you know, you were probably just like just 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 like me. You're always taught when you know when in kind of a work environment, there's two things you never discuss: religion or politics. And mm-hmm. you know, there are there are companies now that if you don't if you don't wear your politics on your sleeve, you are a suspect. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you try to just keep it and that's extremely poisonous and destabilizing because, you know, in many cases, half your audience is not going to agree with you. And how are you going to work with these people if they don't trust you? Right. It's one thing to say, look, I fall on this side of the political spectrum, but like I, I just care about the business. I want to make sure that I focus on doing the right thing and treat, treating people fairly. The moment you introduce all this stuff you know, it's just, you have, a, you have a kind of a, a balkanization of the, of, of the workforce. So I know that my job became a lot more, and again, I even agreed with um, my, my boss. I did not vote for Trump either time, but um, you know, she was just so virulently anti-Trump that it kind of made going to work even kind of like, I, I just don't want to hear this. I don't want to and then the fact that um, she was very much a you must vote Democrat no matter what person, and I, you know, again, I, I don't, I don't cotton to that. I'm, I'm a Bernie supporter, and I, you know, just, I didn't vote for Biden. And uh, she basically said, you know, if, if you don't vote for the Democrat, you, you know, she obviously couldn't have done anything to me. Like she couldn't didn't have a fi- higher firepower over me. But it made it really uncomfortable for like there's the last like half a year or so I worked there because she was constantly talking about politics and talking about how we all have to vote for Democrats and, you know, how Bernie is terrible and, and, you know, and, and all this. And uh, it's like, I, I just, I don't care if we agree. I just don't want you to talk about this all the time. It just made it really, and, and I would feel the same way about a conservative boss. It's like, yeah. I, I, I just, I don't, I feel there are some things that politics don't need to get into and, uh, and that's that's one of them. Well, so like you know, the institutions that I've that I've gone to, I've always been outnumbered, right? But I learned how to have civil discussions on ideas without you know, based on ideas rather than you know what 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 tribe. Another thing most people don't realize is that um, like the difference the difference between you know, traditional kind of in the U.S. I should say traditional because it's not traditional. That's not the traditional definition of liberals. But if you look at the right and left in the in the U.S., where you just say you know con- traditional conservative and and liberal, there are actually biological differences between the two, right? So in terms of I think Jonathan Jonathan uh, Chait, I, I probably messed up his name. He's actually done very interesting research on this, but I think the, the medulla oblongata, right? It's something to do with the size of it or whatever. And, and with the ranking of threat perception, right? And conservatives tend to, uh, you know, the, the way their brains are structured is that they recognize, they're, they're more apt to recognize threat, right? Which is why they're less likely to try new things and experiment um, you know, like, like liberals are right. Um, but they're also, it's also why they make up the majority of the military and things like that, because they're, um, and, and, and it all, and it's based on kind of more of a 
traditional approach and things like that. One of the authors in um, Weird World War Four, Stephen Barnes, I, I think has one of the simplest, but also best explanations behind the kind of eternal dynamic between kind of liberals and conservatives over time. And this is this is his. I'm assuming he made this up. I don't or I don't know where he where he got this, but. I think it's it's true. You you have this constant push and pull between liberals, which you you need lots of change in order to propel a civilization forward. But you all, but you need conservatives to maintain some semblance of stability, because if you change the culture too fast, you create tons of instability in the system and could unravel civilization to the same to the same extent that. If you keep civilization too stable and too stratified, you also set the you know set into motion the you know the things that you need for for revolution. And again, you increase instability. So right now, I think we're going through as a species one of the most rapid times of change that we ever have because of the the technology and our and our you know our crow magnet not crow magnet but our um, you know, our, our, our tiny brains are just incapable of changing this quickly. And that's what, and it there doesn't help. One tweet. No, go ahead. Go ahead. There's one, this one tweet I saw um, the, t this morning was something like, this is not the worst time of history to be living through, but it's definitely the most absurd time. Yeah, it's a Chinese curse, right? May you live in interesting times. Mm -hmm. And we're certainly living in interesting times. And, I, and, I, and so this goes to the next piece because i think you and i are like feeding off each other <laughs> how do we get out of this how do we how do we get out of this oh get out of this um God, i wish i knew um it's not gonna end until people start talking straight with each other until people start actually like saying things and it's really hard like it's hard for me even to like talk about like the COVID stuff because it's like I don't know if somebody isn't going to want to shake my hand after that even though I'm vaccinated and even though I wear a mask when I'm told to kind of thing um it's really only going to stop if people start pointing it out um I, I actually have a story right now that I'm working on where um people like there's this there's just basically this uh, giant massive out in the open conspiracy going on through by by um, by these businesses and everybody knows it's happening and everybody's talking about it but nobody seems to really care and that's the other thing it's like a lot of people are saying this needs to stop they're saying you know, we need to stop deplatforming we need to have like but it feels almost like people don't really care that much well they're scared um, they're scared yeah right they they want somebody to take a stand and but every time somebody takes a stand they're they're, uh, you know, I'm, tr I'm trying not to use kind of loaded language, but they're deplatformed or they lose their jobs or, um, you know, there's just, it's it just, it, it, it's going, it's going too far. And in fact, at least from what I see on the conservative side, um, the people who are most apt to survive these attacks don't apologize, right? No matter what they did, they just don't apologize. Yeah, because you just don't apologize ever. <laughs> because like the people who do, they just get, they're just, they're just pummeled into, pulverized into dust, and then they're done. 
they're done forever. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how we get through this. I think, I think enough. I think the you you alluded to the election that you know at least a midterm election that's coming up. I, I think that'll be the first signal, right? And you know, unfortunately for folks on the on the left, right? Uh, you know, I I think, and this is not like the, it's not like the right's winning in 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 the market of ideas. Actually, neither side is. But, I mean, the next election is going to be a, a. It's not really a win for de- for Republicans. It'll be a loss for Democrats. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, and it'll you're be because you're going to see and the reverse in, in labor in the UK is because people are are sick of what the people in charge and that happens to be the conservatives over there, the Tories. That's right. That's and right. So you're you're just going to see massive people replacing left and no matter who's in charge, it's just going to be a replacement. Yeah, yeah, it's election. absolutely right. It's 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 a vote against the establishment, whoever's in the establishment at the time. Um, which I mean, frankly, that's what Obama was, and and that's what Trump was, right? It's just I think one one was a little bit more uh, rational than than, than the than the other. Um, but one thing I think that made Trump successful though is he bashed the media, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And and the media promoted him because he was so good for ratings. So they. They created their own monster. Um, yeah, so I, I think that'll be the first signal, and then after that, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how we. Uh, we just have to calm down, right? Um, I think Facebook is on the wane. Given, I think they lost last week. They lost twenty six percent of their market value uh, because they're losing subscribers. Um, I barely go in there anymore. Like it's, there's, there's just nothing on there. Yeah. I just do it to, I, I just do promotional stuff and, mm-hmm. and I just try to keep it, keep it at that because again, anything you put up there can be used against you 15 years from now when, you know, uh, who knows, who knows what the world will look like or, you know, how people will be treating each other. So I, I, I feel like things like coming, coming out of the, you know, coming out of COVID or coming out of the pandemic, I think things will start to get better. I mean, look, the last the last time something happened with this kind of cycle of history was in 1918, right, with the equine flu, and then you know, you what did you have afterwards? You had the you had the Roaring Twenties. So, but you also had the uh, the Depression and like the you know the. Well, that was 10 years later. That was 10 years later. We got 10, 10, 10 good years, 10 good years. And then, uh, uh, yeah. And the seed, and you can see the seeds for that right now, right. Going with what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, right. So Eastern Ukraine is kind of the, 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 it's not a strict analog, but it's very close to the Sudetenland in Czechoslovakia, right. Peace in our time. And, um, you know who know you know who knows. Uh, we we kind of did it to ourselves too with this. You have an alliance system, so you have things that are not just similar to to the precursor of World War II, but you also have things that are similar to the precursor of World War One, where you have this. You know, we we pushed all of this. Um, you know, pushed east on NATO without const- without constraints, and at the same time we withdrew a ton of forces from Europe. So not only do we kind of push up to Russia's border and, you know, make them feel threatened. After all, like they have a, a huge history of being invaded 
right? And they have a history of having a, a buffer and things like that, and they still got invaded. But, the, you know, but we do that, but we don't provide ourselves with the resources to back it up. So there's just, there's a lot of um, grist for, you know, future issues. Same thing with Taiwan. Like what most people don't realize is that 90% of advanced semiconductor chips are built in, in, in the found, like TSMC foundries that are located in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Like we lose that as, as a, as a country, war is not optional. It's just not now they're, they're, you know, they're moving, they're building a plan in Arizona and things like that, but people don't like the media is not really, there's a New York times article that you have to look for and it goes into all this, but the, the, the media that most people are consuming, like we don't see any, like this stuff is not emphasized, right? They're emphasizing other stuff. That's just not, not super important, but is very divisive. So I, I, yeah, I almost think that, and I hate to sound cynical, but I almost think a, a war gets us an external kind of war gets us out of this, right? Where people are, you know, we're, you know, they're existential. It, it depends on if, um, you know, I, you never want war, but I feel like this time it wouldn't even be the, you know, kind of, because like my, my view in, in the arts was very anti-war, but I still like, you know, I still wouldn't have gone to the point of like violence against anybody. And I'm, I'm worried that you won't be able to say that this time. Like now you will have people like sabotaging, you know, or, or you know, killing politicians, you know, shooting whatever. Um, oh, even, even if there was like an externally faced facing war. Even with, if there's an external like face, or... it's like we're so fractured in, in here that like it, it will just kind of spill over and become like that kind of, and again, like, we know which side is probably going to win that, you know, internal conflict, but you don't want it to happen. You don't want it to ever start. Well, it depends and too. Then, it depends on how skillfully our adversaries play us against each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but again, that's a, you know, that's a whole specu- spe- speculative uh, dead end in terms of, of where you could, where you could go with that. Um, I was going to say something else about, um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, there's just there's just a lot of and the other thing too is like the the country while not many Americans fought right you still have like that entire infrastructure like people are tired they've been at war for twenty years and you know while they have a lot of practice right it's uh, you know I don't I don't know if that population could sustain it without some broad you know, a draft is probably not the right word, but you'd have to bring in a lot more people if you're facing, um, you know, more of a world war. And again, just to be clear, I'm not advocating that we should be going to war. I just think at this point, having a common enemy is one of the things that, you know, we need to unite folks who have been steadily over time along these two separate branches in their social media worlds and filter bubbles that, you know, it's just... It's, you know, it's just, it's just, I mean, I would, I would probably say for both you and I, there's probably um, one segment of the population that we just, you, you sit one of us in a, you know, in a room and we wouldn't have anything to, like, we would have different facts, 
mm-hmm. like different. And and I think you and I have more common facts than you and that you know far right person would have, and me and the far left person would have, because I think as you get to the fringe, the facts are no longer about facts; they're about ideology, right? So um, there there's a point now when I have private discussions with people on the right, and I'm generally a principle based person, right? Where it's what's the right thing to do here? What, what's what's the standard I'm holding myself? you know, holding against myself should be the same standard I'm holding against somebody I disagree with. And they'll say something to the effect of, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that our side's right. It's like, what? So it's like, well, they don't, they don't care if you're, they don't care if you're right. They're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And in many cases they're right about that, but does it, that doesn't mean that you should eschew your principles and, and try to stay in the middle. But anyway, um, any any final words? I know it, we're like way over. So, oh, oh wow, I was six thirty. Um, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, just we just have to start talking about these things. Um, I, I I did see all these um news reports today about the mask mandates failing due in large part to a lot of the parents who are you know getting demonized in the media for this, but like a lot of these parents have children who have like communication difficulties who are having severe emotional problems due to the masks and it's like it kind of feels like you know it feels like maybe sometimes things are changing although then I see something that shows like oh maybe it's not changing but like we just have to start talking and we need to start writing about it and we need to start like pointing out the bullshit when we see it you know I've been trying to do more of that you know trying to balance that with just wanting to be chill but um you know It, it does feel like it's somewhat less stringent than it was in tw- early 2021 about some of this stuff, um, especially the COVID um, narratives. And um, uh, it does seem like there's slightly more of a, you know, maybe we shouldn't get everybody fired kind of thing. Of course, then, you know, you can see like a stories to the contrary, but it's just going to take people talking about it and again i've you know i have no idea what's going to happen for the next election like that's kind of all i know is but I, I can kind of pretty well predict what's going to happen this year but like after that because i can see it going one in two very different directions and um i i just don't know where it's going to go i think i just don't know but um i just i do know that like we just need to start saying how we feel more often and pointing out when something is not right and, you know, just not being so afraid to do it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, my, my biggest concern though, is I, I feel like, I feel like we have the institutions of like, uh, like a, of a for like a Ferrari. And I think we have, but our but our leaders and politicians I shouldn't say leaders because there are plenty of talented business leaders plenty of talented military leaders but our politicians we have the politicians that are like you know sub 70 IQ type <laughs> people and that's that's what scares me the most because it's the people in power who misuse all these institutions and who degrade these institutions because they're not well utilized so I have hope for kind of a bottoms up 
sort of movement, but top down, I. Oh yeah, no, no, no top no down. It, it will come from the the workers, and although as, as we've seen, bottom up ones are, tend to be discounted from both sides if it's not the kind of bottom up, um, you know, revolution that people want. Are you talking about the truckers in Canada? The truckers. And then yeah. also like, you know, the, the, there's, and there's a counter example from the other side, but the truckers is a thing that's, you know, mainly in, in the news, right? Today. What's the counter example from the other side? Cause we, we owe it to the audience. Um, well, I, I would think like, you know, like the, uh, maybe like the Starbucks organizing, things like that. Like people always like, you know, say like, oh, well, well, you know, Tucker Carlson, whoever didn't talk about like this unionizing effort or like the Amazon union, all this on, on their show. I don't think anybody's, you know, obligated to talk about a certain event. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the Amazon, know. like just the conditions in the, there was a whole mm -hmm. New York Times series on that a few years back. I mean, it's just like, you can't even go, like you can't get, get to the bathroom, you can't. And then I, I've heard a little bit more about this too. It's like, it's, it's also gamed so that no matter how well you do, by the time you're up for your bump, 90 days from then you're you know, you don't, you have too many demerits or just because you have basic human bodily functions, things like that. So mm -hmm. um, like they're constantly, churn, there's constant churn in those positions. And it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of scary. So anyway, I, I appreciate you being on. It'll be interesting to see how, how people react to this. Mm -hmm. um, but I appreciate the discussion and uh, you know, I, I hope people check your books out. And uh, obviously check. Pull them up again if you want. Definitely. <laughs> and the other one you can't, oh. you can't, you can't get stay crazy anymore. So. Can't get, can't get that one anymore. Hopefully another publisher will take it. I'm, you know, if any publishers are listening. I am totally about having it, you know, reissued. I may, I may uh, re-self-publish it um, if I don't find anybody in a couple of years. But um, I'd really like to find another publisher who would be willing to take it. All right. Well, thank you. Oh, go ahead. It's a pretty good book, you know, won the British Fantasy Award. So despite yeah, not really being fantasy. It's a great book if it won the award. So anyway, I appreciate you spending time and uh, talking about a relatively controversial topic. Hopefully, mm -hmm. I mean, 10 years ago, this what we were, what we were saying back and forth would be completely uncontroversial. So, mm -hmm. um, which is why it's scary, but it was a pleasure talking to you and, uh, you know, good luck with your books. And, uh, I hope people come out and also read your story in weird world war three and four. Yeah. Talk to you later. Talk to you soon.